Over to you, William. Uh, this one is from David Harding. Chief, I'm very sorry to hear about your diagnosis. I have known you for so many years. I credit you as one of the main reasons I am who I am today. It was 97, 98 when I was working as an ambulance driver at 2CER. I remember when we were deployed to the ice storm in 98, you medics were sitting around a big bag of cheese curds in a classroom, staring at some x-rays that Dr. Davids had brought, looking for fractures, etc. I was amazed that you guys were able to name all the bones, etc. It astounded me the amount of medical knowledge that you had. It was then that I decided that that was what I wanted to do. I also remember the story when you went up to Panama on the jungle warfare training with a bunch of combat engineers who couldn't start an IV. You had to start your own IV when you got dehydrated. That always amazed me. It was you, Dr. Davids, and Brian that encouraged me to become a medic. Fast forward many years. When I released from the military, I decided to continue my medical training. I now work in a medical lab as a histotechnician. Excuse my pronunciation. I gross, in parentheses, dissect and process the surgical tissue used to diagnose the very thing that you are fighting. I have helped diagnose so many people, leading to so many of them fighting and beating cancer. I am here because of you. To the family of Chief, your husband and father is a great man and a hero. He is one of the main reasons I am who I am today. He is a true friend. Chief, take care. Keep fighting. Love you lots. David Harding. Well said, David. Uh, I have a letter now from uh, Joanne Robertson. Uh, Joanne starts, Chief, Michelle, Kaz, and Cam. Larry, where to start? We both ventured into basic training and were friends from the start. Then the gang arrived in Petawawa. I don't think John and Jim knew what was coming. The end result? Good times. Excellent memories. We all spent our years intertwined living the life in Petawawa. We were both married at the same time, my second time, LOL, and your proposal was unforgettable. A stallion to the base MIR. Only you would ride up on a horse. We both had our beautiful children at the same time. You took maternity leave, and we both joined the baby group. You were the only dad, but you were a natural father. Wherever we were, our paths always crossed and easily picked up where we left off. Me being accepted into the pack, well, words can't describe how proud of all you boys. I still chuckle watching you defy the inevitable hair loss. It was torture for us to watch. You finally came to terms, I think, and shaved it off, or what was left of it. I always thought, man, does Michelle ever have her hands full? Thankfully, you matched his energy and tamed him down just a wee bit. Michelle, you made Larry a very happy man. Everyone could see it. Larry, I don't feel I have to, to say to fight and fight, but knowing you, you're fighting the devil and will until you can't no longer. Let people help you. Let people love you. You don't need to be told how much you're respected, loved, and cherished. I won't lie and say this letter was easy to write, but I am so thankful I had the chance to write it. I know it's not 
reality that we all live forever, we're learning and have learned that we don't. We all know that we are out there and we'll be there for any one of us. You will always be out there. Your fingerprint is in all of us. All of our dandelion seeds fly one by one, but that represents a new dandelion and the energy never stops. Kaz and Cam, your dad's a spitfire of energy. I don't have to tell you how stubborn he can be. He's brave and will remain to be brave for you. As hard as it was to instruct him on our hardest courses, the PA course, he got through it with lots of hard work and determination. But he never did thank me, though, LOL. You guys are the sparkle in his eyes. That particular spark doesn't stop. I know you're fighting like the airborne soldier that you are. You will be so missed, but I know you're still out there looking for everyone. I don't and will not say goodbye. It's see you later. I truly believe there's life after death. Where? Well, who knows? But you won't be alone. Murph will keep you entertained. Oh, and slap him for me and give him a big hug. Michelle, Cam, and Kaz, my heart swells for you. You were so blessed to have this wonderful man as a husband and a father. We are all blessed to have had him in our lives. It has been an honor. Keep positive thoughts and know that we all have your back. See you later, my dear brother and friend. I would love to say that the tears running down my cheeks is purely to wash my eyes out. Love you, brother. Joanne Robinson. Right, thanks for that, Joanne. So this next one is entitled, A Group of Bunnies is Called a Fluffle. <laughs> a long time ago, in a posting not so far away, one of my favorite memories of working with Larry was about eight years ago. It was springtime 2013, and the school where we were posted had an Easter door decorating contest. Larry was working in the PA cell, and I was nursing director at the time. Whenever there is anything foolish that, that is allowed at work, I am all over it, like white on rice. That time in the school was busy, and I had no anyone interested able to help me with any door ideas. But this fun was mandatory, damn it. After one old group, Larry approached me and asked what my ideas were. We brainstormed a bit. I could get a bunny, he said. You have one, I asked. No, but I like bunnies, and Michelle and the kids love animals. I was not sure if he really meant it, but there was no other dis- discussion or ideas, so I had to take his word on it. I asked the school chief, would we get in trouble for having an actual bunny? As per standard dealing with this foolish, noofy procedure, she said, oh no, go ahead, ma'am. I know we did not think we were serious, but that was not not our fault. Due, dil- due diligence was given, and our butts were covered. There were, they will learn, learn yet for not taking us serious. The Easter potluck was upon us, and by gosh darned if Larry and Michelle didn't parade into the building with a safe bunny nest that could be put on the door that morning. I was so pumped to be part of this because it was so ridiculous. And the bunny was adorable. It was not about the winning of the contest, but the funny things in life that going that little or lot bit extra to get a laugh. Mission accomplished. And it was awesome. Also, don't eat the chocolates that did not have tinfoil on them. <laughs> I can remember where the bunny came from. I, I can't remember where the bunny came from originally or what her name was, but it was a busy bunny for sure. The next day or shortly after the door incident, Larry approached me stating that the bunny gave birth. 
She was with a, with child and no one knew. I couldn't take any babies because I had two dogs and a cat already. What are you guys going to do with all those bunnies, Larry? Meh, he shrugged. I have to keep their bowls from freezing in the winter and I have everything sorted out. I can't give them away. The kids love them too much. Apparently the Ahos are very soft-hearted. They kept the bunnies who did what bunnies do best and multiplied until their entire backyard was one big fluffy bunny fest with no end in sight. Larry retired, and I don't know what eventually happened to the Ajo bunny fluffle. Legend has it, if you stroll around in the early morn on the fifth line Angus, you can still see an elusive Ajo bun bun haunting the subdivision. <laughs> yes. Looking to hang out on your front door like its ancestors taught them to do through the generations. That's from uh, Megan Chernside. <clears throat> this next one is uh, from Nancy Roy. Larry, I heard the news this week, and I was stunned. Last time I saw you was in 2008, before the end of the PA course. The nightmare. Remember, I didn't graduate with you, with you guys. I was getting better due to cancer. Well, after 12 years, I am still here. Swearing, working, and enjoying life. Since the cancer flirted with me twice, I am still here swearing. You are young, strong, and healthy, and there is no reason for you to not fight it. Take the treatments and never stop believing that you will be cancer-free. You will ring the bell. Nancy, the Franco girl of the PA course. Uh, The next letter is from uh, Judy Lynn Hearn. Hi, Larry. I still believe in miracles and certainly hope for a happy one that extends your story. This memory is really the only story I have for you. Heck, you may not remember me. First, I just want to say that you're one of the few army guys that was actually nice to me. You spoke to me in a normal voice, and when you called me by rank, you didn't say it with a sneer or a patronizing manner. I respected you and the way you treated patients. For me, it was always about the patience. Anyway, pretty sure it was in Trenton. You and your wife invited me to a gathering you were both going to go to. You didn't tell me much about it, but said, we think you'd really like it. I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that you, I didn't know you that well, so my mind ran wild with crazy ideas of what it could be. Party light, or a pampered chef, a coup, or gasp. A swapping club. Yes, my mind went there. Regardless, I went because I liked you and trusted you and didn't want to come off as a snob. Well, to my surprise and eventual boredom, it was a pitch on video phones. They were going to revolutionize the way we communicated by seeing each other face to face. I was, and still not am, very tech savvy, but I knew I didn't want to buy one for me, and then try to sell the idea to my brother and my father and my friends. Sure, I'm sure glad I didn't, as I never did hear that idea going very far, and then came along cell phones. Who knew? Anyway, it was a night out with free coffee and cookies. Talking to you and your wife later, even though I figured now it was some kind of pyramid scheme, and you probably would have made some money if I had opted in, you understood and did not push the issue. Just to note, there were a few, if anyone there, that I would have wanted to swap with either. LOL. That's my memory of you. I know it's not poetic, prophetic, or even medically related, 
but it's my memory, and I remember it quite often, actually. I will not forget you, Larry, and I will say your name in prayer throughout the days ahead. And when I speak to the big guy upstairs at night, big, big hugs, Judy Lynn Hearn, Captain, retired nurse type. Let's hear it for the nurses. Yay, nurses. Yay. Always a fan of nurses. Me too. Me too. They saved my ass more than once. Uh, Okay, this last one is from uh, Dave the Worm Wermer. Did I pronounce that right? Wermeyer. Wermeyer. Just like it's spelled. Sounds German. Weird. <coughs> yeah. Don't mention the war. No. As always, I am saddened when one of my comrades is going through something difficult. It weighs heavy on my heart, and you know that you, Larry, to know that you, Larry, are not well. I can only bring myself to think of the good times and let you know that I always hoped good things for you. You're a great friend. Always have been, always will be. I remember the time you came into the MIR and told me about you wiping out your motorbike as you showed me the lesions on your scalp. The fishing stories that got bigger with every fish every time you tell me about them. I remember your laughter when I brought you, when I bought your story as I was gullible. And then you told me about your hair transplant. I have fond memories of you, Larry. You're a great guy. Best wishes, my friend. Dave the Worm. Weirmeyer. Weirmeyer. Go ahead, say it with me. Weirmeyer. Weirmeyer. I wasn't with me. Weirmeyer. Oh, that was perfect. You sound German. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's about Chief, all right? All right, last but not least... This one that we have is from Marianne Barber. Chief, so I've heard your news, and I would give anything to give you the most gigantic hug you ever had right now. It made me reflect back to how we met all those years ago on PDT to Kabul back in PET in 04, and how you took such great care of me in Kabul in 2005. You always had a sweet smile, a joke, and some wisdom to put everything into perspective. You left a lasting impression, and I definitely took the lessons you taught me going forward in my career. Lucky for me, I was fortunate enough to be posted with you at the end of your career and mine at the TC. And once again, you always found a way to make me smile. You, you imparted some wisdom on how to put into perspective the things, how to put into perspective the things we had gone through and continue to. You always have a way of making any room you're in brighter. Show for everyone you encounter. You will always be a person who helped shape me into the person I have become today. Your compassion, your professionalism, or dedication to the troops, both near and far to you. I remember when you said at, our, at your retirement speech, and it stayed with me since. I know, I know we've lost touch over the years. Funny how I have no doubt we will pick up where we left off Im- immediately when we do get to sit down and here have a beer again. I dug through some old photos from Kabul, found a few with you and us in them. I wasn't a full-blown Japanese tourist at that time, but it was in the works. Sadly, I don't have as many photos as I thought. Anywho, I remember walking a good portion of the Relay for Life with you, well into the hours of the morning, just shooting the shit and chatting about the tour, home and family. 
I also remember running across the finish line for my first half marathon to you. <laughs> you were handing out water and high fives at the finish line, looking fine and happy. And I was sucking wind out of my ass <laughs> and a sweaty mess. Or driving around Kabul in a G-Wagon. How, how times change, don't they? I give anything to help you right now. In any way, I, I cannot imagine what you and your family are going through. But know how loved, valued, respected you are. Know how great your impact has been. Your legacy remains. Know, know I'm there in spirit, holding your hand, smuggling booze into the room, and mouthing off to anyone who bothers you. <laughs> Lots of love, my dear friend. Lots of love, hugs and kisses, and a giant kiss on the cheek. Marianne Barber. Thanks for that, Marianne. And that chief comes to the end of our letters at the moment. Um, so uh, we'll let uh, Derek have a have a quick last word. You weren't expecting that, were you, Derek? No, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was kind of just listening to your voice. You had me in a trance. Yes, mesmerizing, yes. Well, I just, you know, I'm fortunate to have met all you guys. And uh, like I said uh, in my letter, Larry's smile and very infectious smile, always a positive outlook, and uh, I only wish we had got to work together, because you, you guys were with uh, 1EVAC. We were actually working. Yeah, sometimes, and I was hiding in 2EVAC, yeah. but uh, you know, when I look back at that, that time in the early 90s, we had so much fun, and uh, I always remember that uh, little boat trip we took when Murph smashed his head and I dove in a non-swimmer trying to save a life. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you saved with your own yeah. a bunch of divers. Yeah. So, but uh, thanks, Larry, for everything, and uh, I, I do appreciate everything you did. You did more than you you know. Those times when JC was gone, and I was alone. I was uh, suffering really bad with some depression and PTSD, and uh, to be alone was not the best. And sometimes you would show up and would have supper together and. It meant all, made all the difference and meant the world to me. So thanks for that. All right. For not being prepared, you came across pretty well there. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got that. We didn't give you time to prepare, for God's sake. You'd still be sitting there. I think I come here too much. <laughs> William? I think it's pretty clear that uh, in every person that Chief crossed paths with, he made them better in some way. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, he made us all a little better, and um, was always there for us. Yeah, thanks for laughing at me, asshole. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm sure Chief's not laughing at you. Chief, we love you, buddy. We're gonna be here with you. We're gonna be here with you. All right. Thanks, William. Uh, yeah, Chief Michelle, Cassandra, Cameron. I think I called you. Uh, what did I call you last time, Cameron? Anyways, we're still waiting for that uh, Scots party to get wound up. Um, from all of us, Chief Michelle, Cameron, and Cassie, uh, you're well loved, well respected, and uh, I hope to be making fun of you for uh, years down the road yet, yeah, Chief. I'm just kidding about the office pool. I. Bet you'd still be kicking at it for a while longer. <laughs> you haven't cost me any money yet. I called dibs on the Porsche. 
I call dibs on the widow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks for tuning in to Rock is Bacchus. Um, any other letters you want to send in to, uh, to Chief and uh, Michelle, send them through to me at stevecopang at gmail.com. That's Sierra Tango, Echo, Victor, Echo, Charlie, Kilo, Oscar, Papa, Papa, Alpha, November, Golf at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And hi, Mom. <laughs>